What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Hardcover Hooligans podcast. My name is McIntyre. As always, with me here is Danilo. And Danilo, I have a little question for you. Oh boy, a little question for me? What do you think is worse, Mordor or the Scouring of the Shire? So... Emotionally... Sure, the scouring of the shire oh, is bad, yeah. but like it, it's Mordor, right? Like I don't like it objectively, is the worst, most evil place of all time. That is true. <laughs> but Sam Gamgee, Mordor. Sam Gamgee utters the the infamous phrase, "This is worse than Mordor," <laughs> and I think he's onto something. <laughs> that's his big. Uh, that's his catchphrase every time that's his he's, catchphrase. he runs he, well, into he's been something. Saying it this whole book, and you know, he hasn't even been to Mordor, and you're like, "What are you talking about?" But but this time he means it, right? Because he's been there. He gets some bad food. He's like, this is just like Mordor. <laughs> he gets food poisoning in Mordor, which is what, you know, that's why they get sick. It has nothing to do with the ring. It's because of that <laughs> bad uh, chimichurri they ate or whatever. Um, yeah, there's no Department of Sanitation in no, Mordor. No, of course. Do the inspection. There's a, there's a department, of, department of insanitation. They they work in Mordor. <laughs> they make you insane. <laughs> um, they don't clean things up. They make you insane. <laughs> yeah, yeah, famously, they don't clean anything up. They just make you go crazy. Uh, anyway, what you may have surmised, we we have finished the Lord of the Rings. That is it. Um, Minus the appendices. That right, will be another right. episode. Today we're going to talk about book six, which is uh, Mordor and the return journey and the scouring of the Shire. And like Danilla just said, we're skipping the appendices for now, but we will talk about them at some point. But for now, what say we hop right into it? So vague thoughts up front as always just the vaguest thoughts from us here at hardcover hooligans danilla what did you think of this this part of the book the final section my vague thought is that it was great <laughs> that's good i'm glad i'm happy to hear it in way in ways i did not expect oh like what uh how sad it is <laughs> oh yeah yeah it's it's pretty sad and knowing nothing about the scouring of the shire yeah. i was shooketh oh yeah he's sharky <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I had no idea. I was there's that. I was like, what? Yeah, huh? he was just pretending to be old, but he's really there. He was there the whole time. That was crazy. It's pretty. I think cool. I literally was reading like what? <laughs> <laughs> That's good. You should. You had a face cam on. You were filming your like let's play, but you're reading. <laughs> no, it's. I mean, it's. It gets pretty intense. I think that it's. It's certainly. You know. I have obviously seen the movies before I read the books because these movies were... I was too young to have read these books when the the movies were coming out. And uh, ha having read them now, I have often thought, like, what a crazy... Because for me, if I go see Return of the King, I'm definitely expecting to see The Scouring of the Shire because it's a huge mm. part of this last section and just none of that is in the... And a huge, like, reading it and being just, like, blown away about, like, oh, this is clearly what he's trying to say or what the story means. Right. You know? It, it is, like, things have changed and they're not really ever going to be the same. It might not yeah. be a as intense as, <laughs> like, if you leave to go to war when you get back, it's not as if that's going to happen to your hometown, but you are going to view the, your hometown differently, which I think is sort of what the idea here yeah. is um, right and like you're gonna be different and all that stuff right 
and 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 in Frodo's case, literally different because on March 11th and October 6th every year you get horribly ill. <laughs> it happens every single year without three years in a row, and then you just decide to go kill yourself on a boat or whatever. <laughs> However, this book ends. <laughs> Wait, what about what about you? What are you? Oh, I mean, this what is what are your um, Vegas thoughts vibes about the book? I don't know. Whatever dozenth time this it is, you've read this, but yeah, the this is this is a really um, I find it an incredibly uh, powerful section of this whole thing, especially the uh, not just like the action. I'm I mostly mean like when Aragorn returns and becomes king in the way that that all wraps up. And I love mm-hmm. the we spend a lot of time with them like going back, and it's funny how quick they sort of make it and you're like oh right because they were like walking there the whole time and (laughs) avoiding scary stuff the whole time and the just like even the plot points like i knew from the movies like the movies end like a movie like sure a big thing happens and then it's boom 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 wow it's done and so much of this part is like sitting or like sitting with things like for a long time, like it's just more immersive than the movies because yeah. the movie something happens in five minutes, but here like it's taking several pages, so you're taking literally more time to like live in it with those characters, and so things that I noticed in the movies that I knew from like had a bigger effect on me reading it. Like it feel, I felt like it fit more yeah. in it. If that makes sense. No, that makes sense. I think that something maybe the movie does, I don't know if better is the right word, but I think I like it more visually represented is the last uh, chapter, the Grey Havens. I think that in the movies, that goodbye, I don't know if it's just like getting to see what that, what this like boat launch looks like on screen. I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but Hmm. it does seem like, oh, and he's gone. The end of this book, a lot of the action feels like you're reading it it's finally feels like you are actually reading a history because it's like and lo frodo went on to this mm-hmm. and they did this but then this happened and then this and like the, the gray havens you know that's what happens it just says and they left and sam went back and uh they didn't say any words and I, and mm-hmm. and they have like more dialogue in the movie at that part than they do in the in the book but i think they're both good for their own reasons like the book makes it seem the book is sad because of how just like it has to happen and it was probably always going to happen this way because there was no way frodo was ever going to come back from the crazy shit that the ring did to his brain Mm -hmm. but yeah i don't know i aside from that i i i I much prefer uh everything in the book and i i like uh we'll talk about it but the, (laughs) the fact that um and it's been discussed to death obviously right is that sauron never if there's ever going to be a time to, for Sauron to show up, it's here, and he still doesn't. He just yeah. doesn't. He's yep. literally never in it. He's never in the book one time. He has no lines of dialogue. Um, and I think isn't that there like that... one moment where like when they're like on Mount Doom, it's like, and then Sauron finally looked at the door, and like yeah, that is the only time happening. Yeah, Sauron is like attributed action. Even. But even then, you don't know. You don't really get a sense of he's just like 
physically in the tower or if he, or mm. if it is just like the evil spirit that can't form without the ring i mean there is like a lore answer but that's not what i'm talking about i don't care about that right and you don't get like a a sense of of that um which i, I and that's a great part of the book when he realizes like that the ruse is effective mm-hmm. but even then it's not there's no scene of sauron talking to an orc being like you'll never believe what happened <laughs> they got sounds like wait hold on yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, this is just this is excellent stuff. What an ending to a book. Um, yeah, it's crazy. I yeah, I don't know. It had a it had quite the effect on me, even though I'd seen the movies more so than the movies. I would say. Yeah, for sure. Um, but we'll talk about that when we get into the details. Yeah. So let's let's hop right in. So we we return now to where Sam was. Um, where we last saw him in the two towers, which feels like an eternity ago. Uh, mm-hmm. But he he still can't get into this tower. And so he leaves the tunnel because there was a big, if you don't remember, there was a big door that um, the orcs closed. And it's important yep. to remember that the orcs were arguing with each other on the way into mm-hmm. the tower. Uh, so now Sam has no fucking clue what to do. He puts on the ring and, and for a moment feels it's like temptation of, oh, you can be... Like the, you could save everybody if you just use the power of the ring. And so he takes. Yeah, it doesn't off. it show like he, he imagined himself like a big buff warrior with yeah. a big sword, just chopping off orc heads? Yeah, and he wants to, and he's like, "No, I think I just, I'm just good to be a gardener." And I'll just um, be Sam. He also realizes that if he wears it, Sauron is gonna know right where he was. So he's like, "Fine, I'll, I'll just figure out a different way to get there." So he starts sneaking up to the tower, and then he, and then this part, <laughs> I like this part a lot. These weird, the it's a weird. They're called the Watchers. Oh um, yeah, the crazy statues. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of description about these statues. Yeah, it's so. This is something that's only in the book. So if you've never uh, read the book and you've only seen the movie, there are these two statues. In front There's of shots the... of them in the movie, though. Oh, so I watched there? the movie recently. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, it like, like zooms in on the scary gargoyles. So like they're there, but they're not attributed like history. Right. Yeah. Magic. They just look and scary. They're not, like alive. There's like these ancient, maybe possibly living or or sentient, maybe not living, but like sent aware stone statues who are like guards and and Sam fear but they're guards it's like if the gate was made out of fear so you can just you can just <laughs> yeah, walk, exactly you can just you can't just walk into the tower and you have to assume that the orcs just are like used to living like this which is why they get to go in and out of the tower but Sam is like petrified and unable to go in there and so he he lifts up uh, the file of Galadriel that he still has, and it makes all the fear go away. <laughs> and when he goes in, um, a big, scary alarm bell goes off. So he he was able to go in, but now he thinks that all of the orcs are going to know that he's in there. But then he goes into a courtyard, and all of the orcs are dead. And the descriptions <laughs> of these orc dead bodies, it's kind of intense. Like, it, it does... It's, this is another example where I'm like... Whenever somebody thinks says to me like they're kids books, I'm like I don't know. <laughs> These orcs He's are like stepping as... over gore and like <laughs> yeah. severed limbs and it's shit. It's fucked up. It's awesome, but they've all killed each other because remember they were arguing before, and so Sam's like, oh shit, I wonder what they were arguing about. But he can't he he can't hear anything, so he immediately thinks that Frodo is dead too. Mm-hmm. And so he starts searching around, and then uh uh he hears. He starts searching around and he he sees an orc like run down the stairs and then 
um, because he's wearing the ring. This This is important. Sam is wearing the ring around his neck. When the orc sees the ring, they don't see it as, like, just how you with your eyes would see, like, a ring hanging on a chain. They see it as, as like, the power that it is, because it has such a hold mm-hmm. on them already. And so when he sees Sam, he sees a sha- he sees his shadow, which makes it look automatically bigger. And in the center of that shadow, they see the ring. And so the orc is like, oh, that's the scariest thing I've ever seen in the world. So he, he just turns <laughs> around and goes back up the stairs. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he sort of thinks it's Sauron. So the orc runs away and Frodo or Sam realizes that there's at least somebody here, but he's looking and he can't find the orc. And then Sam starts singing, which that's real, man. What a beautiful moment. I think it's such mm-hmm. a beautiful moment. He's in the scariest, darkest room of all time, and he just starts singing his song. And then he hears somebody singing back to him, and he's like, oh, I wonder who that could be. Or he, I, at first he's like, well, that was, I probably just imagined that. <laughs> uh, I, <laughs> Which is I, fair, I would yeah, say. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, <laughs> if I am wearing the most powerful thing of all time and I start singing and hearing voices, I wouldn't assume it's you. <laughs> I would just assume it's, yeah, I'm going crazy. Oh, it's this crazy thing I'm wearing. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, wait, that might be actually, uh, I think I skipped this part. First, they, he gets to, like, the top of the tower and there's like so there's the top of the tower and then there's an even taller part of the tower top of the tower there's like yeah. a, it's a staircase and he like gets up to the top of the staircase and he's like I went as far as I can go and there's no Frodo he must be gone and then right. he like hears a sound and looks up and is like oh there's a trap door and if I take this ladder and go up the trap door there'll well, be but another room up that, there on the there's two orcs and they're like the last two remaining orcs mm-hmm. of this like group like this I don't know they have names, which is very fun. They do have names. They all have names, I'm like Lugbers and out. yeah. I didn't write it's like down Shogrot. their names. Shogrot. Shogrot yeah. is one of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, who's the other one? It doesn't matter, but they have fun names. No, it's good to know. The orc names are all very fun. Isn't one of them an Urukai? Because he gets like really mad. That's later. That's he's gonna in, be in the charge. line. Gilthonia El Elbrith. Yeah, Shagrat and Snaga. Snaga, I think, or Gorbag. <laughs> There's a lot. <laughs> oh, man. So yeah, sorry for any Gorbag stands oh, no. in the, our listeners. Yeah. <laughs> it's Shagrat and Snaga. I can't remember which one is which, but just to get that, they have great names. Yeah, sorry, Snaga stands. Yeah, we missed your boy or, sh- or Shagrat heads. <laughs> they're they're arguing, and um, and this is important. One of them, it doesn't. Who cares? Well, one of them manages to escape and he's holding like a bunch of stuff and then he throws it <laughs> he like hits Sam Gamgee in the head with it and then runs and like dives over the cliff and he escapes and that stuff he was holding is the soul is sting and uh Frodo's mithril coat and right his clothes his cloak uh because that's how that's what then he would presumably have given to the mouth of Sauron, which he then presents to Aragorn and company mm-hmm. at the Black Gate. But Sam doesn't know that at first. And um, I don't... Oh, yeah, I was going to say, I don't remember what happens to Shagrat, but that is a lie. Uh, he... For, uh, for, Shagrat goes up to beat the shit out of somebody. He goes up this <laughs> little trap door. And um, Sam realizes that because Frodo's not in any of the rooms, that he did go up to the ceiling, like through a secret ladder. And so mm-hmm. Sam goes up there, and he sees Frodo, and then uh, he pushes Shagrat down the ladder, and then uh, he like falls on his head and breaks his neck. 
And Frodo's Frodo's naked. He is. He's a naked little guy, and he's beat the and he's got like whip lashes all over him, and they're they're fucking him up. They're kicking his ass, which is not good. That's not cool. And he's really sad that he he thinks they took the ring from him because he doesn't have the ring. And Sam's like, "It's okay. I've got the ring." And I believe this is the only time in the books where Frodo gets mad at Sam mm. about the ring, where he he always says like, "Oh, good, you have the ring." Give me the ring. Give me the ring. Ah, you're a thief. You're trying to steal it. Yeah. And then immediately he's like, sorry, I don't know what came over me. <laughs> it happens one more time. Like, oh, just the it? second time, he Sam's like, I really... Th- it's right before he says, I'll carry... I can carry you. Because mm-hmm. he's like, if I'll just take it. Because what happens... In the book, they make it very clear. What happens when S- Sam says, I want... I'm. Can I take it? Frodo thinks... It's an orc try, like trying to take it from him. That's what Frodo says. Oh, he like, like sees an orc. Yeah, that's what Frodo says. So it's not. It, it like completely alters what he's. Oh yeah, because they're wearing orc gear at the point, right? Right. Right. Yeah. That still, yeah. Oh, that makes so much sense. Yeah. Even though he knows Wild. it's Sam, it's just the ring right. like really fucks with your head like that. It's like you know, it's like anxiety. I've had yes. anxiety where I've like <laughs> literally created a whole story in my head that yeah, I thought for was sure. real. <laughs> of course, <laughs> that is. I mean, yeah. See the it's ring. G- the ring is giga anxiety. <laughs> that is what it is. It's the it, it, it's like the anxiety of of it's like if the most evil person you know put all of his anxiety into an object and he gave it to you, and then he was driving you crazy. A man who didn't used to have anxiety because all you used to do is drink beer and hang out with your gardener, <laughs> hang out with your manservant, which really is what Sam Gamgee is to Frodo, uh, at first at least. This is also the first part of the book where Sam starts calling him Mr. Frodo, which, great stuff, good stuff. Oh, really? Does that not happen before? He says it, like, once or twice before, but every single time he says Frodo in this section, it's Mr. Frodo, which I, (laughs) that's the best thing ever. I don't know, I just love it, I love it so much. (laughs) So Sam says, uh, well, we can't just have you naked going through the scariest place of all time, so we'll both dress up as orcs, and we'll leave, and that's what they do, and... Right before they leave, they see, or uh, they they manage to leave, and then they look up and they see a Nazgul on a fell beast, like darting right to the tower. So they got out just in time, thank God. Because that was then that's applied. That's how they got like the Mithril shirt and everything right. there so right. soon, right? I would assume. I mean, unless you know, Shagrat's the fastest guy ever. I would assume that Nazgul <laughs> killed him and took the ship. Then they start walking. Right. And this begins... And it is one of the most horrible things <laughs> yeah. ever to read. Yeah. So do you want to talk about this, Danilo? Just... A little, yeah, a little bit. I don't... Like, <laughs> the chapter's called The Land of Shadow, and it truly is. And I think they start walking, because this is... The whole part of this is, now the golem's gone... They don't know where to go. Right. They just see a volcano and they're like, I guess we'll walk towards it. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, in the in the books or in the movies, you know, like, oh, you, everyone has a plan. And like, you know, the story so well that you forget that they have no idea yeah, where they seen are. Mount Doom. <laughs> they don't know what it is. Like, I guess we'll just walk towards it then. And then I don't know if they describe it like this or if the book does where they like start crawling through and they're like, oh, it looked like there was nothing there. But it, but it, instead, it's just a bunch of thorns. Like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's worse. Like, like nothing good girls here except thorns. Yeah, it sucks. Sharp rocks and thorns. They also learn that uh, Gollum is still following them because they hear two orcs talk about like, "Hey, did you see that little creep escape from that tower?" And Sam's like, "God, <laughs> fucking damn it!" <laughs> but yeah, they put on the they have the orc gear on and they're walking, and then there's at some point. 
like an orc army passes by and they have to like camouflage or like they're gonna sit and pretend they're just like sitting and resting (laughs) and then the orc boss shows up he's like what are you guys doing sitting and resting you got walk with us and they have to pretend to be orcs for a little bit and i'm not gonna lie to you it's pretty scary it is pretty scary because this is in the extended editions but i don't think it's in the normal editions because i'd never seen it before i'm like they're walking with orcs and they walk with them for like a while until they're finally able to like like a long time and they're already malnourished and wearing heavy stuff and it's described as like frodo is like dead on his feet but he can't stop moving and sam has to like hold him up and and lest we forget they are very tiny. Yes, they are they're tiny so small. hobbits. So they're like the orcs are being mean to them because they think they're like weak, small orcs <laughs> too, which is just the worst. Uh, but eventually they like well, this, and this army is marching to the black gate, and eventually they get to a point where like there's like a crossroads and like two armies like sort of collide or something and then they can like slip away and then they just start trudging towards mount doom across a wasteland and because they're so tired sam sort of has the terrifying realization that they don't have anything to get back like they don't have food and so at first that's like a really scary thought to him but then he's like well then we can just leave it we don't need to bring anything we yeah. could just make it and so that that's what they do they just leave all of their shit um in their packs and his pots and his pants and then uh, yeah, he, throws the, he throws away the pots and the pants yeah. and that was so sad it is so like, sad throws them down a hole. he hears them like hit it's like he lost a little part of himself when he heard like the final like clang of his pots I and pans i can't believe the pots and pans came back because yeah. it, it was in the last <laughs> book where he like Oh, I've been carrying these the whole time. <laughs> we can cook food. I have a pot. The pots and pans have a character arc, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and they end in a hole. Well, and then they like it describes them like falling asleep and like they don't have any shelter and they they wake up and they're like holding hands because oh like God. all they have to each other. Oh yeah. And I also have to say, I know they're out of supplies, but they are drinking a lot of Mordor water for people who've been told not to drink the Mordor water. <laughs> <laughs> and it is described as tasting not great, but it's like didn't kill them right away because Sam. Yeah, there's this moment where Frodo is dying, and Sam sees like um some water dripping through a crack, and Sam's like, "Oh, I'll drink it first. I'll drink it first. And Frodo's like, "Hey, man, I really need that probably more than you do." And Sam's like, "No, no, no, I'm gonna drink it first so that if I die, you'll know not to drink it." And it's just like, "Oh, what a yeah!" Stunt. They're like in survival mode. They're like, yeah. "We're not." Oh, why are we worried about supplies? We're just gonna do it and then die. Yeah, well, I mean is, that's crazy. Like if there's a if there's like a World War One allegory here, like yeah. it's it's this. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. It's a thousand percent this part. Carrying your fellow soldier through no man's land. Yep. Yeah. This is also where uh, Sam offers to take it again, but then Frodo he almost brings out his sword, and they get to the they finally get to the foot of the mountain. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've reached it. Um, and Sam and Frodo like falls down he can't do it anymore and this is where sam has he says if i can't he i'm paraphrasing here but everybody knows it it's that uh if i can't carry it for you mr frodo that i can carry you and he just picks his ass up and starts trudging up the mountain and something that the book has obviously because the book has not just dialogue um it's described that like it's way lighter than Sam would have expected. It's way easier mm-hmm. to carry Frodo. And you might be like, well, yeah, he's like malnourished and stuff, but no, I think it's like some 
hero spirit has affected, yes. uh, affected his his spirit and is making it easier because he's doing he has the like right a thing. second wind or like you know like when you're running a long race like the lat like once you can yeah, see I the finish line up. i'm always running long races <laughs> when you can see the finish line you're like oh i don't have to like preserve any energy anymore right, i can really just give the rest of it yeah and oh this was so sad i know this technically happens in the movie but when sam because what's getting sam through this is he's he's like thinking about the shire and like warm meals and yeah, stuff Rosie and Cotton. he's like yeah and frodo and sam's like frodo think about all that stuff he's like I don't remember any of yeah, that stuff. Yeah. Like my mind can't conceive of good things yeah. anymore. And I'm like, oh my God, poor it's Frodo. It's so sad. Um, but they finally get to what looks like a real road. And the book Because again, is... they don't know where they're going. They're right, like, they're I guess we're mountain. climbing to the top. Like they don't yeah. know that there's a special room where the final scene happens. Right. <laughs> but they do get to this part that looks like more of a road. And they don't know this, but uh, we do. And it's that's Sauron's like that's his uh super highway. <laughs> From it's like he, he built his tower and then he built a road right to where he's going to make his cool weapon and that's what he uses to go back and forth and Sam and Frodo What's get like there it's like, it's like the it's Mordor's Autobahn yeah it is it is it gets you right to the two most important places in the land of shadow and you can go as fast as you want on yeah. there in your BMW and uh and oh and one, one more thing I wanted to say there's like Sam like starts having a debate with a voice in his head about oh, like yeah, giving yeah. up and everything and like that's tr- truly like he's fighting off the despair that you know the despair that all these books are about yeah <laughs> it's like yeah. sam literally talking himself out of it and then i think at some point the narration says like even if it was just his bones that made it like that's what would make it like he was so set mm-hmm. on it which was it's just awesome <laughs> it's awesome and uh frodo and sam look and see the clouds part and they see with their eyeballs the eye of Sauron um a window in a tower that's on fire is really what it is it's not like a big eyeball but I don't know it could be it's cool as a big eyeball uh and they see and Frodo's like that's it he knows we're here and he does (laughs) he does but the mission is not over because they are the door is right the door is literally right there so and isn't this at the same like it's that like at this moment that they attack at the black gate or something yep. like the and timing he, and his works attention out. is split into two directions and he can't because Sauron can't or at least it's assumed Sauron can't like walk to just go stop them or else he probably would. He's too uh, far away. Drive his car also, down yeah. the highway. Yeah, yeah, of course he can go as fast as he wants. Uh, <laughs> And Sam's like, what's that big giant rock hurtling towards us? And then Gollum's like, ah! And he, he grabs a... <laughs> <laughs> he, he grabs a, uh, Frodo. And Fro- since since Gollum's trying to take the ring from Frodo, makes Frodo, like, super powerful for a second. Uh-huh. Uh, and easily throws Gollum off. And Sam says, uh, uh, Frodo Frodo keeps walking. So now Frodo Frodo's left. He's strong enough to go throw the ring into the fire. And Sam's like, I'll kill him. Just go. I'll handle it. And then Sam, he stays his hand because he remembers... 
like Sam, for, uh, Gollum yep. is like begging for his life, and so Sam's he's a good guy. I don't know if I'd be able to kill. It's like a creepy little ghoul begging for its life. You know, I, I don't know. know if I'd be able to just slit at least throat, tie him but... up. You know, but it's important. He's got no it's rope. Important that they didn't. Thank fucking god they did it. Uh, Could have hit him in the head with a pan, but no, he threw away his <laughs> he pots of pans. He thought of everything. He thought of everything. <laughs> so he he orders him away, and Gollum leaves. But then he's creeping back, and Sam gets into the chamber at the top of the mountain and he sees for a second he doesn't see anything and then like the volcano bubbles or whatever and he sees it's like this big ass coolest room ever it's so uh, cool is illuminated with the light and he sees silhouetted at the very edge of this thing frodo is standing there frodo turns around and he's like i'm not doing it he's like i'm keeping the ring yep he he's keeping the ring and uh, Sam, before he really has a chance to react fully, Gollum hits Sam over the head, and he's Sam is all dazed, and he's sitting there, and he sees Frodo and Sam, or no, uh, Sam sees Frodo and Gollum, like, battling, and then, because uh, Frodo puts on the ring, so he can't see, but mm-hmm. Gollum is, like, on an invisible thing, and then Gollum takes a big bite out of something, and then Frodo's not invisible anymore because Gollum <laughs> hmm, bit off his finger. I wonder, <laughs> I wonder what it was. Uh, Gollum bit off his finger. With the ring on it. And then Gollum gets so pumped up that he trips and he falls. <laughs> <laughs> falls into the volcano. Yeah, he trips and he falls into the volcano. The ring is melted. The volcano explodes. The Nazgul... Uh, they're like heading towards the mountain because Sauron realized yeah, what was happening. Yeah, because like the second they walk in the room, Sauron's like, "Oh fuck! Oh fuck! Oh fuck!" Yeah. <laughs> so the Nazgul are, are at least on their way, but when the ring goes into the fire, they like disappear. Like, poof, yeah. they're gone. Mm-hmm. Um, the Baradur collapses, the yep. Tower of Sauron, and uh, the Black Gate also collapses. Yep. And Sam and Frodo. Like, lava's pouring down the mountain now. And so yep. they managed to just barely get outside. They're sitting on this little rock. And hang on, I gotta find it here because it's, like, just the most... I have it here. Uh, I'm just gonna read this, okay? So they get to mm-hmm. the... They, they manage to get outside. I'm gonna set up because I'm not gonna read the rest of the setup. I'm just gonna read these couple paragraphs. Well, this is the end, Sam Gamgee, said a voice by his side. And there was Frodo, pale and worn, and yet himself again, and in his eyes there was peace now, neither strain of will nor madness nor any fear. His burden was taken away. There was the dear master of the sweet days in the Shire. Master, cried Sam, and fell upon his knees, and all that ruin of the world for the moment he felt only joy, great joy. The burden was gone. His master had been saved. He was himself again. He was free. And then Sam caught sight of the maimed and bleeding hand. Your poor hand, he said, and I have nothing to bind it with or comfort it. I would have spared him a whole hand of mine, rather, but he's gone now, beyond recall. Gone forever. Yes, said Frodo, but do you remember Gandalf's words? Even Gollum may have something yet to do. But for him, Sam, I could not have destroyed the ring. The quest would have been in vain, even at the bitter end. So let us forgive him. For the quest is achieved, and now all is over. I am glad you are here with me, here at the end of all things, Sam. Because they lava is rising around. They're just going to get consumed by lava. <laughs> we don't have any food, and right. there's lava in the way. <laughs> and so when I get out of here. Uh, cut two. You might remember a little, a little somebody named <laughs> Wahir the Windlord, baby. He's and maybe another little hobbit said something like. <laughs> Oh, I think I heard that the eagles are coming. <laughs> Turns out he was right. He was right. And 
the gate so the gate when okay now we cut back to the black gate yep the gate collapses and gandalf's like holy shit <laughs> i know what that it! means yeah, they, fucking did it. <laughs> they did it and all the orcs after the ring is destroyed like the orcs aren't being mind controlled anymore so they're like oh my god and they just turn around and run away but then they have like post not clarity yeah. like whoa hold on what is this turn this off who put this on my phone <laughs> what am I watching? <laughs> that is crazy. Uh, um, wow. Uh, okay, so... But you know who doesn't? Who's still uh, in nut mode are the Southerns and the, the Herodrim and the, the men who have joined up. And some of them, like, lay down their weapons. Some of them run, but some of them, like, keep fighting. So they win the battle. Uh, obviously they win they win (laughs) they They win win and arrest whoever and gandalf um talks to gua here and he's like we gotta go we gotta go see if they're still alive so they so they go and they rescue frodo and sam they pick them up here's a funny little detail oh yeah they pick them up and they wake up immediately gandalf's like we won and frodo's like what's the date this is so weird and then Gandalf's like it's like October it's the 14th it's it's the 14th of the new year and then there's like an asterisk being like there were 30 days in March in the Shire calendar I'm like this Tolkien this is not the time (laughs) for your weird calendar fetish no it's just funny you gotta know because if you if you didn't know that March had 30 days in Shire Reckoning and you were like 14 days well should it really be one day before that no (laughs) actually no But yes, once they clear off the clear away the the uncertainty around the date, then you know they can continue <laughs> ending the story. Right. They wake up in a in bed, um, and Gandalf's sitting there, and he's like, "Hey, this is just like Riven. This is like Rivendell Part Two, huh? Remember when I was sitting here and you woke up in a bed?" And and Sam wakes up and he's like, "Oh my God, Frodo's been asleep for for weeks." And Frodo's like, "I was up earlier today. Like I was doing stuff," <laughs> which is just a funny part. Sam's like, "Oh." Thank God. Thank God. <laughs> um, and Gandalf, they're like, can we have new clothes? And I love this part. And because Gandalf's like, no, there's nothing more like resplendent and holy you could possibly wear than the clothes that you're wearing now. Than the, oh, jeez. That's you awesome. to destroy the ring. And there's a moment where they're like, okay because they're like covered in dirty tattered clothes because they like get to shower but then they put on their shitty old it's like taking a shower and then wearing poopy underwear you know it's just like day ruining no but that poop was legendary (laughs) you can't wash that you diarrhea yourself in a church service you didn't want to be at and then you take a shower and you put on your poopy drawer still (laughs) they lead them to the king uh, well, they're like, I think the king wants to see you. And they're like, who are you talking about? We don't even care. I don't want to meet the king. Um, they're like, oh, shit, it's fucking Strider. And Sam's like, who would have thought? He's like, look, it's like that meme that Paul Rudd. He's like, look at us. Remember when Sam was who like. Th- who would have thought? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> he was like, because Aragorn says something like, hey, Sam, remember when we were in Bree and you were like, you, you don't trust me and uh, you could beat me in a fight? Well, look at me now, buddy. I fucking doubt it. <laughs> And uh, 
Legolas and Gimli show up and they're like, oh shit, our friends are here and it's all awesome and they're having a big dinner and... Uh, and this is when Frodo and Sam learn that they're all alive. You're right. Like, yeah. Because they, right? <laughs> yeah. they wake up and alive. they're like, you're alive? You're alive? Everyone's alive. Oh, that's alive. true. They, I guess I forgot that, yeah, especially Gandalf, the one yeah. that they saw die is the first one <laughs> uh-huh. they see. They see Mar- Mary and Pippin they can't really enjoy the party so much as everybody else because lest we forget they are squires of these great kingdoms now so they're just doing jobs (laughs) yeah but they talk and they learn about each other's adventures we learn that what happened to pippin was that gimli (laughs) he saw like like wizard of oz style pippin's feet sticking out and gimli like (laughs) pushed the troll off of him and saved pippin's life well weren't there like a couple wasn't it like a troll and a horse and then like yeah, another and horse? A couple orcs. Wasn't it like yeah, a couple? it was like covered in shit. <laughs> <laughs> and so they rest and they recover. Frodo's recovering from his finger injury and, you know, all of the mind battling he has done for the past year. <laughs> right. Um, before they plan to go to Minas Tirith. And then we cut now, back. Now, oh, yeah. Sorry, yeah, now, ahead. reader, you might not think this is the time for a flashback, <laughs> but. <laughs> It is, and it's the most confusing thing ever. What, what do you mean? You, were you confused I that was it was a flashback? I was very confused. <laughs> <laughs> like, I knew it was a flashback, then I'm like, but Mary's there with them? And then, like, halfway through the chapter, then Mary leaves to go be with right. the rest of them? I was just very confused. Yeah, they. so we flash back to the Houses of Healing where Eowyn wakes up, and she's like, I'm fucking leaving. And Faramir is there. Uh, cause he's also healing and we've, we've flashed back to right when they go to leave for the black gate. And so everybody who's left in Gondor is just sitting in Gondor, sitting on their hands and worrying about stuff. Um, and days and days go by. And meanwhile, this, all this is happening. Eowyn and Faramir, they're sort of getting to know each they're other a little, bit. a little bit. They're flirting over their shared trauma. And, uh, and Eowyn uh, has such flirty lines as those who do not have swords can still die upon them. And <laughs> yeah. Faramir's like, oh, yeah, she's yeah. the one for me. <laughs> yeah, I like this because Faramir is uh, trying his best to be romantic. And Eowyn is like the most traumatized, scarred person of all time where she's like at first is just like, shut shut up just like i just want to leave can you just get the guy to leave can you tell the headmaster of the house of healing to make me leave oh yeah they she keeps wanting to be like i'm fine just let me out of here i'm fine yeah but nobody believes her well because she's not like she's not she didn't the fucking witch king she just feels better so she wants to leave but faramir is also not fine and he's like i'm staying here so we can just stay here together and they have this moment where faramir is like can i ask you a question and aowen says sure and faramir is like i know you have a crush on aragorn okay and I'm never going to be Aragorn. But maybe our life could still be good. Like, maybe we could just find solace in each other. Because this is not where I thought I'd be. And this is obviously not where you thought you'd be. And both our dads are dead. And both our dads are dead. And Eowyn is like... She stops being so black-pilled for a second. She's like, stops being a doomer. And is like, oh... I guess I could enjoy the presence of another human being. And they they smooch each other while they're... But they smooch each other not knowing that the they're going to win. They're like, the battle, we still might lose. But they won't the be next, dead in two days. Right, so it doesn't matter. So let's fuck while well, we got the chance. <laughs> and then uh, an eagle comes and he's like, guys, 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 they did it! <laughs> You'll never yeah, believe it! Yeah, the eagle's it. voiced by Gilbert Godfrey. <laughs> yeah. You'll guys. never believe it! <laughs> Why, you're the wind lord! <laughs> 
<laughs> Throw the ring into the volcano. He's getting it wrong. He's, he, thinks, he thinks the eagle did it. Uh, they, uh, uh, the eagle comes and is like, oh, everything's fine. Um, the, the wind, the wind blows, they feel, I guess before the eagle comes, they, uh, the wind, like, changes, and they don't know, but then they feel, like, happier, and so then that's why they kiss, and then the eagle shows up to affirm, they're like, yeah, and you're just, good. And we see that wind from, like, a bunch of different... We do, yeah. That's, like, the wind that clears the clouds, that, like, lets them see Mount Doom or something, like, where they're the going. the volcano explodes for presumably the last time and that pressure washes away all of the shadows blocking the light from Mm -hmm. entering Mordor. So at first it gets really dark and then it gets, because it's always darkest before the dawn, get it? And then Mm -hmm. the dawn happens and then there's light in Mordor again. Um, But since it's like the biggest volcano ever, like it spreads, like then the wind rushes out really fast so everybody feels it. A few days later... Um, they see, uh, Eowyn and Faramir are always standing on, like, this, de- their deck, or whatever, <laughs> and they see the, the armies marching back, um, and Aragorn, they, they park their ass right outside, and he's still like, I'm not going in there until they invite me, and it's like, God, what a, what a stun, You're already huh? in here! Yeah. <laughs> oh, and, and this is, okay, so here, this is a fun thing, Gandalf has been wearing one of the rings that Sauron created okay and i did not know this yes that is the ring that it doesn't like make him magic but it it is in the book to believe to make him better at magic or let me just make is it one of the one of the elven rings elven rings i am the servant of the sacred fire what is the ring? <laughs> <What> is, the... <laughs> is that your ringtone <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Every time I get a text, I'm like, I'm the servant of the secret fire. <laughs> um, he has he has the ring that the boat captain gives him. What? The <laughs> uh, Kyrdin is the shipwright who built the boats that have them leave to the gray ha- that from the gray havens oh. to the never ending lands or whatever and since he's just like I think I'm just gonna stay here and be a boat captain I should probably give the ring that gives me like incredible agility and fighting power to somebody who's not building boats (laughs) (laughs) Uh, we don't learn that yet we learn it at the very end that he's wearing it but Gandalf lets them know that like hey the power of the elven rings is leaving and Aragorn's like what are you talking about and he's like the elves are leaving like they did it they're gonna leave now it's the the end of the third age babe yep it's the age of men and it's partly your fault because uh, you're going to be the greatest king ever and you're going to change uh, the world, but the elves, they can't live here anymore. So, And to prove it, climb this mountain with me. That's true. They <laughs> go to the mountain. Yeah, I love... Do you want to talk about well, this Well, this was part? after his like crowning ceremony, right? Like, Yeah, they get... Don't they, get, oh, yeah, they have so like, outside, a whole ceremony where they come yeah, in and... I forgot about in, that. Outside... Faramir's uh, the, like, come on in. Outside the and walls, Faramir... like, ask Faramir, me correctly. Yeah, <laughs> yes, that's exactly what happens. Outside the walls, Faramir like, has the crown... Um, and he is, is like, he gives it to him and then Faramir stands up and like goes to leave. And then Garakorn's like, wait, you're still gonna, you still have a job. And then they high five. He's like, you're still going to be my servant. And then they, they high five and this, the line of the stewards is not over. And they're just going to go back to a return to normalcy in Condor. Uh, I'm trying to find a, uh, 
this feel this all of a sudden I'm clicking because our, our this is all clicking the last time we talked how like Aragorn's super Jesus-y. Mm-hmm. This is all very Jesus returns to Nazareth vibes. Oh yeah, when he's finally revealed his uh Jesus-y. Yeah, like even though he's been there before and is lit like yeah. he leaves for a bit and then comes back and it's this whole big event. I never made that connection till yeah. now. But Jesus isn't eighty seven years old like Aragorn <clears throat> is. So that's pretty cool. Jesus doesn't qualify for Medicaid. <laughs> do you think that's do you think Aragorn qualifies for Medicaid even though he still is like young and spry? He just lives for longer. So like thirty <laughs> for us is like eighty seven for him. I don't know. It's it's his I guess we'll see. The, yeah, insurance the way that <laughs> All those insurance people in Gondor have really got got their work cut out for him. Uh, Faramir gives him the crown. Frodo puts it on his head. This is an important part because Faramir's like, I should put it on your head. And he's like, no way are you doing that. It's going to be the guy who saved anything. the world. It's going to be the guy who saved the world. But Frodo quietly keeps him to himself that he was actually not going to throw the ring into Mount Doom <laughs> at all. Uh, yeah, no one knows that. And <laughs> no, I totally forgot that. that no one... Because even... Sam doesn't know, right? Well, he saw the, it. Ha- he like bleary-eyed saw it happen. Oh, but I sure. like to think that they're like, no, you did it. We did it. Now that now that's bro code. Yeah, that is. Yeah, they keep it keep it under wraps. Keep it low key. <laughs> yeah, they Gandalf's like, I gotta talk with you on this mountain, and then they say, okay, so they go up to the top of the mountain, and then and Aragorn's like, I'm so bummed that the White Tree of Gondor is fucked up forever. And then G- Gandalf's literally like, turn around. <laughs> and he a does. new tree? And there's, there's a, a tiny tree. new tree growing in the snow. Yeah. And he digs it up and carries it down the mountain. And they Which is different because instead of the tree of Gondor just reflowering or whatever, right, it's, it's a a literally tree. a new tree. They cut down the old one because it died. This is also, they, they look outside and see Galadriel and Elrond have arrived. And mm-hmm. Arwen the Evenstar, the light of Luthien, come again, is here. Now is... Are these the first lines that Arwen has in the whole series? Uh, yes. <laughs> she does not have the part in the first book that is in the first movie because it's that a different elf. That was the elf. biggest thing for me is how Arwen is not in these books at all. They've <laughs> talked about uh, Peter Jackson and, oh my god, I can't remember her name, but the other person who who helped write the script, who wrote Fran the script. Fran Walsh? Yeah, yeah, her name? Fr- yeah, yeah, yeah. She... Uh, she, her and Peter Jackson have talked about this where like she was far and away the hardest character to adapt because she's obviously incredibly important but barely in it and so they mm-hmm. they do their best you know yeah. I think it, the, I think it makes a lot more sense the way it is in the movies oh a thousand percent that it's not uh who is it uh Glorfindel yeah right. <laughs> who, who saves them from the well and then there's Nazgul. no romantic tension like Aragorn and Arwen don't have any conversations until they're right. going to be married. That's a huge thing. In the movie, Aragorn is reluctant to be the king. In the book, he is never once reluctant to be the king. And that is a big change that I think, and I don't know if this is controversial, is better in the movies. I think it is better for him I've heard that people like to, that better. Yeah, for him to it's be better like... better as a character, yeah. Definitely, because it's an arc. Because Aragorn does not have a character arc. He is perfect from the start. I guess his character arc is like, he's okay with women being in the military. <laughs> <laughs> he eventually comes... Once, once uh, he gets permission from a dad and a brother, he's like, I'll allow it. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So that is better. Certainly better. He's in the like movies, he's like a but... feminist when like other people another guy like calls him out on 
there yeah. is bullshit. He's like, I was like, joking. He's not doing I was joking. Women. <laughs> <laughs> I was just joking. I was just joking. Everybody's so fragile. It's, these like, his fr- it's like when his friend says, "Hey, that's not cool, man." And he's like, "You're right. You're right. You're right. But if a woman told him it's not cool, he'd be like, I'm not doing anything wrong." <laughs> How about you stay what here? Your where dad. <laughs> your dad's kicking ass, and you're here. You're too scared to go out there. You can't go out there. I gotta talk to your dad. <laughs> oh, oh. Here's also a thing. Aragorn is like, he's like, gets to sit in his cool throne, and he sees petitioners. He pardons all of the men who are part of Sauron's army, which is important. Mm-hmm. Yep. He gives um, uh, oh fuck, what's his name? What's the what's Pippin's friend's name? Uh, Beregard. Ber- oh yeah, yeah, Baragond. Baragond. He pardons Baragond. Hey, actually, he doesn't pardon. Oh no, Baragond. he doesn't. Yes, because Baragond, if you recall, he uh, left his post. He left his post to try to prevent. Uh, uh, so many names. Denethor from <laughs> killing Faramir. There are a lot of. And names. he killed some guards. Yeah. And Aragorn's like, so I can't forgive you. Otherwise, all those guards are going to start killing people leaving their post. But I'll let you leave and never come back. No, with Khan's like, thank you. Let you leave with Faramir to go be yes, his guard. They're gonna go, but he does. That, that is a good point. He does. Aragorn is like joking with him. He's like, we're gonna have to kill you. Is what I would say <laughs> if you weren't leaving. And it's like, what? Like, there's literally a moment where like the narrator's like in Baragon's face pale, and he was like, oh no. But then Aragorn's like, I'm just fucking with you. You get to hang out with your best friend now forever, but you're still never but allowed to come. Seriously, don't again. come back. <laughs> <laughs> Or we will kill you. And then Frodo, it's it's said that this keeps happening. Frodo keeps asking Gandalf and like Aragorn, like, can we go now? He's like, we really <laughs> should be getting back. Because something, he feel, Frodo's like, uh, we've been away from home for a long time. I feel like we mm-hmm. should go see what's up. And finally, Aragorn's like, okay, okay. But we got to wait for uh, Eomir to get back with his dad's corpse. And then we, we can all leave together. And so when that happens... Arwen, oh man, this is my, I think my favorite part of the book. Arwen, who is an elf, they they each get another gift, right? And for Frodo, she's like, I don't, I I have no, there's a gift I can give you. um, And it's that if you ever, if this ever gets too hard, like if being alive after all of this ever gets too hard, you can go with the elves in my place um, to the undying lands in the in the far west. Um, you want to be with my boy toy Aragorn, right? And she, and in that moment, gives up her elfhood and becomes a human. Um, and now I, I'm not going to say I haven't watched a 40 minute long video about mortality <laughs> for elves, but, but this is a big deal. Not all yeah. elves can do this. No, yeah, she's special. Um, they all like. Uh, Elrond could do it too if he wanted. Like these, because they're half elves, right? Yeah, they yeah, are. That's something about being half elves. Yeah, but yeah. So, so she and there's like a moment where it's described like Elrond and her have been like arguing about this for a lo- a while, which I just like. Is that's a good detail I like. But El- mm-hmm. yeah, Orwin makes the decision, and Frodo, Frodo's like, okay, why would I ever want to do that? But thank God she did. <laughs> Spoiler because... alert. <laughs> uh, then they they be, they begin the slow journey home. So that like the whole king's party, they're just they're going everyone, home and they're seeing all their old friends. They're seeing Aemir there, and Aragorn goes to those old woods and just yells into the trees, be like, <laughs> "Hey, Gonbury, gone!" Yep. 
we're good. And then, uh, and then, then now they just keep going. Yeah, I, they, yeah. They there there's like a moment where they hear like rustling and then dead silence. And I'm like, I think we're good. I think we're good. <laughs> we're even. They when they get to Rohan, I think Eowyn gives it to him. Can't remember, but uh, one of them, Eowyn or Eomir, gives Mary the a big horn. Well, it's actually a little horn, but it's a, it is it is notably a little horn, but it is an ancient horn that when it is used can it it's like literally like a magic horn. It's going to scare your enemies mm. and make your friends feel better. It's like casting bardic inspiration on your whole party. <laughs> and then Mary weeps at Theoden's grave. Oh god, yeah. Cuz the the flowers, the the flowers that have bloomed around the other graves have started to bloom around um yep. Theoden's Theoden King. Um then they leave, and they're like, oh, we should go see Treebeard next. And Isengard. And, and uh, uh, <laughs> Treebeard has some news. Oops. Do, do, do you want to say what I the news said, is? what? <laughs> Treebeard. <laughs> Gandalf asks, like, hey, where's Saruman? And well, he's, like, like, he's like, you keep saying was. <laughs> like, the, literally, the line is like, Saruman was, he, was doing some stuff. And he's like, oh, is he dead? And she was like, no. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> we let him go. <laughs> I was like, what? Treebeard let Saruman go? And Treebeard's like, it's fine. We took his keys. Yeah, they did. Like, literally, she literally <laughs> they says literally took, took his, keys. his keys. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but they, there's like, I love the reasoning. I think the reasoning is sound because Treebeard's like, I'm not keeping anybody in a cage. Like, I was only mm-hmm. doing it to f- until you guys succeeded, and then I was always going to let him go. So, and Gandalf is pissed, but and then there's like a moment w- where Treebeard's like, "I think he's too old and brittle to do anything evil again," and Gandalf's like, "I seriously don't, don't think so. <laughs> you don't know him like I do." Um, is this when uh uh oh? Because they stop at uh the Deeping Comb again, and they go to Helm's Deep, and this is where Gimli. Or Legolas finally gets to go into the cave and see all of the pretty lights um, oh, no, from the crystals. Yes, yes, yes. But before this, I want to talk about uh, when when Arwen and Gladriel arrive for the, oh, yeah, the yeah, yeah. king thing. And Gimli and Eomir have a very oh, this funny is conversation. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I forgot about I meant to bring this up. Thank you for bringing this up. <laughs> Gimli was like... Hey, hey, Aramir, look at uh, look at Galadriel. You know, if you don't agree that she's the most beautiful thing in the world, I'm going to have to get my axe and I'm going to have to kill you. And Aramir's like, you know what? I don't agree. And Gilmy's like, I'll get my axe then. <laughs> yeah, and then it's awesome. Aramir's like, I mean, uh, I mean, Arwen. Gilmy's like, fair enough. <laughs> you sly like, I'm dog. talking about the dusk and you're talking about the dawn. It's all, oh yeah, they, <laughs> yeah, it's so funny because it's just like it's a line in the two towers because when um Gimli, Aragorn and Legolas meet Aemir, they're like Aemir's being a dickhead to all of them and they're like he says something like, "I would never go to the to Lothlorien where the elves are." And Gimli's like, yeah, "If you saw, I and, and disagreed, <laughs> she was the most beautiful thing of all time." And just to, uh, I don't mean to correct you, Dillo, but when they get into that conversation, the we- the reason it begins is because Aemir says, "Uh, hey, Gimli, do you have your axe handy?" And Gimli's <laughs> like, "Well, I could get it. Why do you say?" And then they have that conversation. I've heard that's such that's such like a setup for a joke. I, that's so funny. I know. It's a great moment, and. Like like we said before, Legolas finally gets to see the caves, and there's mm-hmm. a really funny like Legolas gets to see the caves, and then when they're 
they the, on the on the road they make the decision that Legolas and Gimli are gonna leave and go on their own adventures. <laughs> Legolas is like, we can go to Fangorn Forest, and Gimli is like, I was seriously hoping you were gonna forget that I said I wanted to do that. <laughs> like that's literally he's like, I don't want to do that anymore. And Legolas is like, you promise, and I did your thing, so and you have to Gimli's come with me. Gimli's so fun. Gimli's like funny in such a different way in yeah. the books, like in a dry way. Like yeah, it's, it's really awesome. dry. It's great. But they leave. And Gimli's like, I don't think we'll ever see each other again, which at least in Middle Earth is is true. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, I think that's what he says. I don't think we'll ever see each other again in Middle Earth because uh, Gimli leaves. And the idea is that Gimli's gonna, Gimli and Legolas are just going to go on adventures. But at some point on those adventures, Gimli is going to petition the dwarves to help rebuild Gondor. Because let's be forget, it is still fucked up. Like, they did not yep. rebuild it. Gondor is fucked up and the king left to bring his friends. It's like <laughs> at a house party. It's like if you were at a house party and it, your house was being assailed by ne'er-do-wells from the outside. <laughs> and then after your mom's house was destroyed, you're like, I gotta drive these people home, though. Can you just uh, clean up here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but so after they leave the deep in comb and they go they're making their way to Rivendell uh who do they run into (laughs) they run into Saruman who's that uh who's that sort of crotchety old man and creepy little helper dude (laughs) why is he beating that helper and Grima Wormtongue which I they run into them that's crazy they run into them Saruman hates them so much he does it's kind of crazy yeah he's super pissed and Gandalf keeps offering like just say you're sorry, man, and we can figure something out. Uh, we, you can come with us. And Saruman has it out for the hobbits, and it's really like implied that it's because he th- he he doesn't have any power, but he still feels like he can have power over them because they're like small. <laughs> right. They finally get to Rivendell, and Bilbo is there, and he's so unbelievably old, and he keeps falling asleep. Uh they hang out. They hang out in Rivendell for a while. Frodo starts telling Bilbo about the adventures and stuff, and. Bilbo says, he's like, I'm not coming back with you. And Frodo's like, what? And uh, Elrond pulls him aside and is like, hey, I'll I'll take good care of him. And he says, October of next year, just look for us in the woods. (laughs) He's like, okay, I will. And uh, I thought this was very fun when Bilbo's like, do you? have my old ring whatever happened in that thing? oh yeah <laughs> it's like he doesn't know or like he's right, kind of yeah. getting old and he's like no I'm i like, lost I'd like to it. see it again and for i was like i lost it and he's like oh that's a shame i love but, that i know that yeah. technically happens in the movies but i don't know there's just something about it it's very good great they fi- so they finally leave and because elrond and had been with them up until this point too so now they leave as they had set out kind of the four of them and gandalf and they get to they see Weathertop, and Frodo's like, uh, can we just walk by that really fast? <laughs> ouch, ouch, my yeah. wound is twitching. Uh, and then they finally get to Bree, and Bree is a little different, because mm-hmm. there's, like, no lights on, and the walls seem to be, like, uh, bigger or, or more heavily defended. They're, like, people yeah. have, uh, there, there's, a the the man at the gate is really doesn't trust them but like just like before but then they they see Gandalf and like they're all in this beautiful armor because lest we forget like they're all in like Gondorian plate mail <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> they they look beautiful <laughs> and they look beautiful this on whole time. ponies right so they get in and this and they did like I think Tolkien did such a good job like setting the like 
something's not right here, mm-hmm. which I was not really expecting at all. It's almost like anti-Hobbit because the Hobbit it does the same thing where like they go and then they hit all the little beats on the way back. But this time they like hit all the little beats and then every time it's like as they get closer to home they're like, uh, yeah, it's a little different. It's kind of different, and we don't know what it means. Uh, they, Mister, they talk to Barley Man Butterbur again, and uh, they talk about the new. They talk about the new king, and yeah. he's been Butterbur's like, ah, what would the new king care about us? And I don't know why, but this made me cry. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Where he's like, where I'm like. The, the king does love the beer at the prancing pony. He knows. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I thought that was just so great. What it a is great, great little detail. Because, because he says, because uh, yeah, because Sam says to him, he's like, "Well, the king has an appreciation of your beer." And then he's like, "What are you talking about?" And Sam's like, "He's Strider." I'm talking about Strider, okay? <laughs> You're being cute, but it's Strider. And he's like, "Oh shit, no fucking way, really? Oh, that's awesome. Maybe everything I will be that fine." Was great. Um, this Butterbur tells. Uh, them that bandits have been attacking and nothing is coming from the Shire anymore. And there's like no hobbits around in Bree right. anymore like there used to be. So they just stay one night and then they, they leave. And, but uh, Bill the Pony Oh yeah, Bill the alive. Pony made it he back. He made it! He yep. made it! But Bill Fernie like died or something? Well, he's gone. I wonder <laughs> I don't know. where he he's went. Somewhere. But I don't Bill know. the Pony. Yep. Excellent. He made a return. He's no fatty lumpkin. No, I was gonna say. I do like Bill the Pony. <laughs> Uh, and then they, on the way back through the old forest, they get to like the Barrow Downs and Gandalf. He's like, this is where I leave you because I should probably go tell Tom Bombadil about everything that happened. And so that's what he does. Gandalf leaves and it's just the sure four Tom hobbits Bombadil's again. like, what are you yeah, talking about? I don't about? care. Do you want to see my cool trad wife? <laughs> I want to have a I've threesome with my wife and me? <laughs> uh... Inside, old man Willow. This is oh, yes, please. His boot, his coat is blue. His boots are yellow. <laughs> <laughs> um. So the four hobbits, just as they left, they get to the brandy wine bridge, but there's a gate on it and the ugliest house ever on the <laughs> other side, and. Mary and Pippin are just like, fuck it, we'll just climb over the fucking gate, who cares? So they, that's what they do, they climb over the gate, and then they a bunch of hobbits, in like, armed guard hobbits, like, run out, and they're like, mm-hmm. what are you doing? And then they're like, fellas, it's, it's me. It's us. It's us. <laughs> Come on. We're back. And so this is the, the infamous scouring of the Shire yes. chapter. It's very seven samurai <laughs> what happens here where they <laughs> train true. a bunch of farmers how to fight to save uh i don't hang on i might make i might say something crazy here i gotta verify these dates are correct are you gonna argue that akira kurosawa uh was inspired by the lord of the rings to make the seven samurai <laughs> i am just saying return of the king came out in 1955 seven samurai came out in 1954 so i'm not saying tolkien is a hack but i'm not not saying that either (laughs) there's four hobbits not seven hobbits that's true and they're not samurai unfortunately but how badass would that be but just to set up what has happened like 
Yeah. There's been some heavy industrialization around the Shire. Like, certain parts of town have been, like, torn down or restructured. And they, when, like, these guards or whatever, like, uh, like confront them, they're like, oh, yeah, we got to talk. It's like, we got to talk to the chief. Yeah, the big chief. <laughs> I was like, who's this chief? And so what we learn basically is uh, there's been sort of like a fascist police state <laughs> that's been created in the Shire with like some spooky guy named Sharky leading it all. And there's like guys and goblins that are like, well, I guess not goblins, but just like creepy men who are like in charge. And they've been like throwing people in prison who've like, who've like talked back to them and stuff. And it's... Let me tell you, this was crazy. Yeah, I was it is not crazy. expecting this. It is crazy. I've heard bad stuff about it, and I sort of assumed it was like a Hobbit Holocaust. Yeah, <laughs> like they're the just scouring like all dead. of the Shire does make yeah. it sound like that, but it's mostly agricultural. But this was, I just did not believe it's like, oh, this is a fascist police state now. Yeah, <laughs> pretty explicitly. Wild. Like, the trees have all been cut down, and there's factories that are polluting everything, and <laughs> uh-huh. these terrible... It's so funny how ugly these houses are. They're like the most disgusting... They're like shacks. Yeah, yeah hastily built they shacks. Du- they dug time. up all the hobbit holes and just made a bunch of shacks. Yep. Uh, and I have to say, I was like, this is where the big payoff comes from learning about the Shire's police in the yes, prologue. <laughs> like, yes, I'm going to learn about the police. And then they explain how, like, the the guy who was in charge of the police, like, got usurped, and then he restructured it so he could be in charge, and he recruited more people, and the crazy. Is this is this right? I'm just trying to figure this out. Uh, isn't Bill Fernie the guy who shows up at the... Yeah, he's the watchman at the Brandywine Bridge. He's the guy. He's the guy running that operation. So, yeah. The ho- the hobbits are like, you're going to wake up the mean man who lives there. And then as soon as he comes out, Sam's like, is that you, Bill Fernie? And then they just like draw swords and Bill Fernie's like, oh shit. <laughs> he just runs away. <laughs> he runs away. It's very good. And that's the end of Bill Fernie. Um, but they like, they have to like track down. Do they, they track down Sharky first, right? No, that's the last thing they do. Oh, after they like to do the revolt and everything. Yeah, they they the, the the first thing they do is they talk to Farmer Cotton and they learn everything about what's been going on. And Farmer Cotton lets it know that the big chief is none other than Lotho Sackville Baggins, that piece mm-hmm. of shit. And Frodo's <laughs> like, I knew it. Of course, it is so funny because it's like exactly the same thing as what happened in the Hobbit, except taken to the nth degree. The Sackville Baggins has tried to fuck everything up again, and this time they succeeded. Big they time. weren't just doing an auction to sell spoons. They started a fascist police state. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But didn't Lotho throw like his wife yes, or like his jail. sister in jail? And she's yeah. been like rotting in jail for a year and a half? <laughs> yes. Jesus Christ. And nobody has seen the chief for a long time because now yeah. this guy Sharky's in charge. So they, they start a rebellion. Like there's specific, specifics, but I mean, they start a rebellion. Oh, it's important to remember that uh, uh, Mary and Pippin have drank an Ent drought twice now. They drank it another time with a tree beard before they left. And so they're even taller and bigger than they were before <laughs> when they were the tallest, biggest hobbits ever. Uh, oh, and I think it was when, right when Frodo and Sam wake up back in Minas Tirith, they are like, are you guys... It, 
taller <laughs> yeah the wings are big and buff <laughs> and so they're like leading the rebellion mostly mary and pippin because they're so big uh and they've they're using everything they've learned they about are. fighting and warfare to like be organized and like it was just it's crazy how much like just even as i was reading it i was like this just totally changes the meaning of the story and like mm -hmm. what the story has to say about war and how it changes you and like yeah for what sure home is because in the movies they just come back and the shower's always been the same yeah. which after reading this i don't like no like i think I like this, this is better. so much better about how like yeah, it, home doesn't stay the same. Like, you change, people change. You yeah. can't really go back to the past. And sometimes you have to use, even though you don't want to fight, like, right. sometimes you gotta, you know? Well, Frodo especially. I mean, this is a good part where Frodo, he's like, I don't want anybody to die. And Mary and Pippin are like, okay, but that's not how this works. Like, yeah, people are going to die if you want this to end. Uh, I read online, it was this is Tolkien sort of exploration of the pacifist's dilemma where yeah, like for sure. yeah you don't want to fight but then you know someone else shows up with a sword and that sort of goes back to like when Eowyn said you know those who don't have swords who aren't holding swords can still die upon them you know right like Fro Frodo if they just all went with Frodo's plan then they all just get killed by the ruffians but like no yep. they have to fight and so but they do try to give them opportunities like they lay traps for some of the they're, I keep saying, I didn't come up with ruffians. That's what they keep, never not once are they not described as ruffians. Are they, they say capital ruffians. R ruffians? Yes. <laughs> and they're described as like, maybe they're like half orcs. Or like, yeah, but they're definitely like just men from Bree who are right, like yeah. kind of slimy criminals. And they underestimate the hobbits and the hobbits, you know, kick their yeah. ass. Some hobbits but die, unfortunately. Some hobbits die, which was like a big, like, it's sad. all other hobbits have died. Right. And it was like, four hobbits died. And just like reading that sentence, I was I like, know it's crazy. Oh, <laughs> what? Uh, they die, but they bury, they bury the hobbits individually and they throw all the ruffians in a mass grave, <laughs> which is crazy. <laughs> but that's what they do. And they're finally, the chief has taken up residence in, of course, Bag End, because where else? Yep. And they're making their way up there, and they open the door, and there's nobody in there. And then they're creeping around in there, and then the door closes, and they turn around, and it's Saruman, and he's standing there, and he's like, Saruman, Sharky, ever heard of it? <laughs> I'm the same guy. And there's like, where's my cousin Lotho? And he's like, you mean the guy that this little creep stabbed? And they're like, no! Lotho's dead! And Wormtongue's here, too! And, uh... That was he, crazy. Yeah. I had no... <laughs> I was like, who's Sharky? This right. is crazy. This is the craziest thing I've ever read. So Saruman is like, "Yeah, I fucked with you. I'm leaving now." He's like, "I'm just gonna leave because I'm like, okay, fine. You killed the ruffians, but like, I ruined the Shire, so whatever." And then he Frodo Frodo could kill him, but he doesn't. And and then he's like, "Wormtongue, you should not go with Saruman. You hate him." And for a minute, it looks like that is what Wormtongue is gonna decide, but then. Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> Danilo, you want to describe what happens to Saruman and Wormtongue? Uh, doesn't Wormtongue just like take out a knife and slit his throat? <laughs> yeah, you just stab Saruman right in the back. Yeah, and then the Wormtongue starts running, and then some hobbits are like, ah, and they yeah, shoot him. They shoot him, so they both die. And they both die in the Shire. It's that very was sad. crazy. They set about repairing everything, so they tear all the buildings down. 
Uh, they try to rebuild the homes. And Sam, if you remember, Galadriel gave him a bunch of elfin dirt <laughs> in Lothlorien. And Loth even Lorien. though he threw away his pots and pans, he kept he the dirt. He did not. He kept the dirt. And so he uses that to replant trees. Because she also gave him a seed of one of the trees of Lothlorien. And so he yep. plants that tree where... Oh, this is important. There, If you remember... At Bilbo's birthday party, there was a big old tree that the whole thing was around, and they chopped that yep. some bitch down. Oh, that's down. right. They chopped the tree down. Yep. And so that's where he plants the Malorn seed, which grows a beautiful tree, which then pollinates the rest of the Shire. And the next year, like, is the most bountiful that the Shire has ever been. Yep. And it's not back to normal, but they've, like, successfully rebuilt it. It's not like Mary's in charge of this thing and Pippin's in charge of this. Yeah. And well, Pippin's Sam's the, the best gardener ever. He's the and... chief of police or whatever. That's right. That's why it's important to read about that. And Mary and Pippin, they're living together and they become famous. This is an interesting part. M- Mary and Pippin, according to the hobbits, are the most famous hobbits ever because they saved the Shire. But what they don't know is that Sam and Frodo saved the universe. The world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which is just like a, Frodo thinks about that and he thinks it's like funny because he doesn't care. And Sam yeah. marries Rosie Cotton, um, a woman you have to imagine he's been infatuated with this whole time, but we've met for two pages. <laughs> <laughs> and he there's a cute part where the, he's like trying to name his daughter Sam's trying to name his daughter something uh, and he's like I want to name her something like with the elves like Lothlorien or something yeah <laughs> and then Frodo's like it's too long that's too long <laughs> don't do that <laughs> well he's like I was going to name her Frodo but it's a her so I can't do that uh, and then eventually he chooses uh, Elanor which means Something in Elvish? Gold grass or something? Yeah, some... They... Oh, here's a good... Maybe I can see if I can find this. Frodo keeps getting sick. Uh, Yeah, this was hard to read. (laughs) Frodo gets sick and weird two times a year. It is the anniversary of him being stabbed, and it's the anniversary of the uh, ring's destruction. Yeah, and it's like he's like sick. He's like horribly sick for two weeks, and he like can't move. But like all this time, he's like working on his book because when he yep. was in Rivendell, Bilbo's like, "I didn't finish. Can you you finish, please? I'm too old." And so he has ostensibly the whole story of the Hobbit, and he's writing Lord of the Rings, which is very. Here are some titles that. Uh, Frodo has not decided to call the book My Diary, <laughs> My Unexpected Journey, There and Back Again, and What Happens After, Adventures of Five Hobbits, The Tale of the Great Ring compiled by Bilbo Baggins from his own observation and the accounts of his friends, What We Did in the War of the Ring. <laughs> and this is what Frodo decides to call it The Downfall of the Lord of the Rings and the Return of the King, which is just what Very a great cool. name for a book. He nailed it in the end. I'm glad he, he didn't go with my diary. <laughs> but he gives the diary book to of Sam. Diary of a Wimpy Hobbit, <laughs> should be called. <laughs> By Jeff Baggins. Uh, <laughs> Frodo finishes the book and he gives it to Sam. And he's like, I want you to fill the rest of this. Uh, come with me. We're going to go on one last adventure. And so Sam and, and Frodo go and they meet. Elrond and Galadriel and Bilbo in the woods, like they said was going to happen, and they all travel together to 
the Grey Havens. And Bilbo's like, or Sam's like, hey, what's going on? And Frodo tells him that I can't live here anymore. I'm going to the Undying Lands with the elves. And Merry and Pippin show up and they're like, you tried to do it again? They're like, you tried to sneak away again? And they all Didn't laugh Gandalf about that. Didn't Gandalf tell them? Yes, like, he did tell hey, them. Because like, <laughs> yeah. Gandalf's there. And uh, yeah, Gandalf had to let Merry and Pippin know because he was like, I can't let you do this again, Frodo, for what will probably be the last time. Uh, and can I read the saddest thing of all time? <laughs> this is when uh, when Sam is like, I thought we were going to like be in the Shire forever. And this is after like Frodo realizes he's like, I can't be anymore. And he says, I, but I've been too di- deeply hurt, Sam. I tried to save the Shire and it has been saved, but not for me. It must often be so, Sam, when things are in danger. Someone has to give them up, lose them so that others may keep them. And that's true. Yeah, it's very it's so sad. sad. I teared up. Phil, this whole this whole last chapter, like every other page, I was like, <laughs> yeah. I I mean, it's does. Uh, hang on, wait. I gotta figure this out. It just hits more. I mean, it hit me more than like the movies because I rewatched oh, yeah. the sure. last one recently, where it's technically all these beats are here, but like I don't remember them being there or remember them right. reacting to them because like he is in the Shire for like two years, yes. two or three it's, years it's to like help time. rebuild when he realizes like. I can't do, do this. Do it this isn't for me. He uh it's so sad. So Gandalf, Frodo, uh and the elves uh leave. They go to the Undying Lands um to the west and Frodo and uh Pippin, Merry and Sam go back to the Shire and they don't say a word the entire time. And the final line of the book is well, I'm back. That's what Sam says to his family uh, when he sees them again. And that's it. That, that is Lord is of like, the Rings. I don't know if I've read such like a perfect ending to a book, like to yeah, the end of the line. Like that was, it was awesome. <laughs> it was so good. We'll talk about this in the appendices, but this is, it feels ap- Appropriate to talk about it here what happens to the rest of the fellowship um legolas and gimli at gimli's advanced age also go to the undying lands and mary and pippin do not what they do is go back and serve for the time that they serve and then when aragorn dies and mary and pippin die soon after they are buried all three of them next to each other Oh, in God. the Hall of the Kings. <laughs> yep. Oh, God. <laughs> and here's a fun fact. Uh, Billy Boyd and Dominic Monaghan, Pippin and Mary, have mm. are, tr- are currently trying to get Viggo Mortensen to agree to have all three of them buried together. <laughs> <laughs> now, that feels like a great uh, premise for a comedy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, Viggo, have you given any thought to... You can pick it out. It can be anywhere. <laughs> he said at one point, I don't remember who was saying it, but he said that Vigo said it was a definite no, and then recently he said it was 97% no. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's that it. That was, I mean, as an ending, I... This is the opposite of whatever a Sander Lanch is. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is the opposite. So if you're just listening to this, uh, 
Sanderlanch is <laughs> what San- Brandon Sanderson fans Ugh. call the end of Brandon Sanderson books when a bunch of shit happens because he arbitrarily makes nothing happen for the whole book, so everything can happen at the end. This is like anti-climax after anti-climax, basically. But then it sort of brings into focus what the story is about. Like, the mm-hmm. scouring of the Shire is like what the this Lord of the Rings is about like coming home and you know, the detail about Mary and Pippin become more famous than Frodo because they saved the Shire, all that stuff. Or like the King coming back or like Frodo being like, you know, this, I saved this, I saved my home, but like it's not for me anymore. Like that's what it's really about. And I did a comparison. The Scouring of the Shire chapter is several pages longer than the Mount Doom chapter. Yeah. (laughs) Which is ostensibly, you know, the climax of the story, which is the destruction of the ring. Not really what the story is about. Yeah, I mean, this is how you do it, man. Yep. It's one of the best books of all time for a reason. Uh, Something we forgot to say was that there's a moment in Brie. This is not important. I just think it's funny because I realized for the first time, I was like, oh, uh, yeah. Where they say, like, don't worry, the king is going to rebuild the roads. And it was the first time where I was like, oh, my God, there's no roads in this world. There's none. <laughs> there's none because they're, they've, like, all withered away because people don't leave their houses anymore because of the rising threat oh. of Mordor. So they don't exist. So he's going to rebuild them. I just thought that was funny because I was like, God, why is it taking them so long? It's because they fucking, they're not going on the side. They're just walking through nature. Right. Now Aragorn can drive his sick new Mercedes down to the Shire and hang well, out. Well, that's with what he friends. got for being the king. Faramir gave him a crown and the keys to a 2023 Mercedes. <laughs> <laughs> not a 2024, not a brand new one, but a new new one. No, it's a year. It's it's gone. It's the government, so they yeah, have to. Like, of course, you know. <laughs> it's like the the ones that they like. There was, there was like a dent in it, and it was supposed to be for the president, but he didn't want it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Danella, do you have any final thoughts on the Lord of the Rings? I mean, we'll we'll do more of a thorough wrap-up also when we do the appendices and we can talk about other things. But I thought this was great. Nice. <laughs> in, a, in a way that I feel like could only exist in book form. Because like I, when I saw the movies, I'm like, oh, these did a pretty good job having not read the books. But like the emotional part of it and the just like the writing, making you feel immersed in it, involved in it, and just this... The way it's written to where it feels like a epic poem like the Odyssey or Beowulf mm-hmm. or something like that um, added a lot to it for me. And also just like the like we talked about last time with, you know, Sauron isn't a character. He's there just to be evil so that all the other stuff that the story is really about can happen. So right. like the heroes can be brave and same with like the ring like it's. Technically, halfway through book six, the story ends because the ring is destroyed. But, like, that's not the important part. The important part is, like, the action of doing it and what happened afterwards and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, exactly. That's what the story is really about. Because then a lot of people be like, it just drags on forever and ever as if Tolkien was a clueless idiot. <laughs> right, yeah. It's just people just are fucking threw a stupid. bunch of fluff in the back for no reason. Like, no. <laughs> You don't end with a final line like, I'm back. Right, no. (laughs) Or, well, I'm back, having not thought through your last book. So this is uh, my favorite book. Like, not The Return of the King. I mean, The Lord of the Rings is my favorite book. It's one book. book. It's one book. It is one book. 
Um, I have yet to read anything that has ever made me feel the way that this book has made me feel or appreciate the world in a new way, the same way that this book has made me appreciate not only the world, but my friends and my family Mm. and the way that I think people are supposed to be good in the world. Um, it's got its problems. It's old. It's not as, it's not really, it somehow manages to avoid mostly anything, um, sexist or homophobic or racist or, uh, yeah, like, which oh, is like just overtly. stunning. There's like the, yeah, like there's no, oh, this is the scene we don't talk about. Right. That no, doesn't that really doesn't exist in, in these books. No, not at all. It um, is in the way that it doesn't like include a lot right, of right, non-white right. men, but you know. Yeah, it is like, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's an impossible, whenever people suggest a fantasy book and they say, oh, it's like Lord of the Rings. I don't think they've read it. I think they've seen the movie. Mm. Because I've seen yep. a lot of people say that, and never once have I read the suggestion, and I'm going to bring it up, The Way of Kings, or Mistborn, or The Name of the Wind, or... I don't know. I guess now people say, like, like, oh, Wheel it's like of Game Time. of Thrones. Yeah, Wheel of Time. The only one that is like The Lord of the Rings is The Sword of Shannara, and that is because it is explicitly a ripoff. <laughs> So that doesn't count. But the, yeah, I mean, nothing is as like, because they're not fairy tales, and this is a fairy tale. Yeah, having having read it, I now sort of know what it means to be like Lord of the Rings. I think like I would be in the same boat where, oh, D and D, Lord of the Rings, sort of same deal. It's generic fantasy, but. I don't know. I don't think there's anything generic about this story. Like, it's not, you know, who's going to come up with a police system for a small country of little dudes who are going to be the heroes (laughs) of the world? Like, that's insane. Or, like, the idea that it's a volcano and then when a ring gets close, like, like, I think it's so taken for granted because everyone knows it that, like... I guess reading it gave me a more appreciation yeah. of like how a really truly original it is. And then that's not even touching the whole backstory and the whole other world. Oh yeah. And the appendices and the Silmarillion that we're gonna do and Yeah, I mean that this is a sequel. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> that this Hobbit. is a sequel. Yeah, I don't know. It's not perfect, but it's damn it's damn close. And I think that just because there's elves and dwarves in it does not mean it's like old stereotypical fantasy there's a plenty of and the metaphor that is or like allegory that is wrapping this whole thing together Mm -hmm. is so when i say obvious i don't mean that it's like oh my god we get it but it's so apt and professionally done that only a man who watched all of his best friends die in world war one could have written and in a way that like oh he made this story because he he because Tolkien made this world first because it was like his hobby, right? <laughs> and then he decided there was something he wanted to say, you know, through a story form, and then he sort of made this story from all this other stuff he had. It's yeah. not like he invented a bunch of cool stuff and was like, you know, I need a story to be able to sell my cool world I made up. Like, right. oh, this metal magic is a good idea. I guess I need a teenage girl in a dystopian society. Yep. You know, like he was, 
Like it's not. It's just There's not. No it's not stupid that, bullshit you know? in it. Because this wasn't his job. Like he wasn't pumping out content. No, he just wrote these books and then died. <laughs> he was. He was like a professor. He was employed, yep. and he loved <laughs> this was language. Like yeah. He was, um, the whole, the fact that the Lord of the Rings, the book is supposed to be translated from the actual language, like. Westron, like none of yeah. the hobbits' names are not their names. Like they have different oh, yeah. we names. Have, we have to, we'll talk about we'll talk that about next it. time. But it's just I don't know. There's and none of that. You don't have to wiki anything. You know, books are not good because there's lots of stuff to look up and like learn about the world. You can mm-hmm. do that with this if you want, but none of that is in this book. None. Right, like the store. Like you don't need to understand you don't need to know who Eru Iluvatar is to enjoy to the like, Lord of the like Rings understand what he's putting down but like right. yo god forbid you try to read Mistborn without understanding metal magic like yep. you can't you can't do it you know like you need to know what you need to know every excruciating detail of that otherwise it's totally pointless right because there's nothing else there uh that's all I have to say um about this book that's all um, I got Danilo, are you just something fun? I thought we might do now. Maybe we will start doing it. Is there? It, no, go ahead. I also, I also have a fun thing I wanted to to do. Oh, well, what is your fun thing? Well, what is your fun thing? I was gonna say, is there anything you're reading now outside of oh. the podcast that you'd like to? That's good. That you maybe want to steer people to. That maybe I don't know came out in the last uh, year. <laughs> like not. I mean, not like. <laughs> Dune or the Lord of the Rings, <laughs> like maybe something people aren't aware of that we could, you might want to talk about or let you know, people know about. I, I'm reading Malazan Book of the Fallen right now. That's not new, but that's where I'm at, and it's great. I don't know if I've, I haven't read anything that recently. No, that's that's, that's not. not I, 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 I just meant that's not like these huge famous things we've been talking about. That's right. maybe like something else. Do you have one? Um, yes, actually, I have I have two that I want to shout out. Um, two books I finished recently um, one of them is very short I know that makes it sound like I read all the time that's all I do I don't one of them was very short but it's called Oh God the Sun Goes by David Connor um, it is a novel where the sun is missing and then a man goes on a just a the craziest journey ever through the southwest United States trying to find it I would definitely read that um, try to pick it up It's in. it's only in paperback now um, it came out in August of last year. And then another book that came out last year um, is called Chain Gang All-Stars by Nanakwame Ajay Brenya. Um, that is a book about um, people in the prison in the United States. If their sentence exceeds more than 27 years, they can opt into a gladiatorial fighting program that if they survive for three years, they get to be released. And that book is about two black women who are part of the program um, and and they're in love and trying to deal with like how could anybody survive this and try to be a human being so I would definitely read that um, too if you like the sort of things we like and generally agree with the kind of stuff that we talk about I think those are two easy recommendations for books that I think that you would like cool oh and we have to uh, rate Return of the King oh of course we've done that so Mac, how many how many Mistborns do you give Return of the King by J.R.R. Tolkien? I think I'd give this book uh out of how many out of how many do we do this? 
Or does so it not the matter? More, there's, it's like there's no limit. The, the more Mistborns, the bat, worse it is. The fewer, okay. the better. I think it's only maybe one or two Mistborns because there's a siege. <laughs> there's a uh, uh, of of Return of the King as a whole. I mean, okay. Um, there's the siege. I was of gonna Gondor. give it like I was gonna give it like negative ten Mistborns. Oh, I didn't know I could do that. Oh, I, oh yeah, you can do negative. Oh, okay, well then, yeah. <laughs> I would give it negative a million misforms, I think. <laughs> um, it's just not... Our J- Mac, our rating skill doesn't mean anything. That's true. <laughs> I would give it negative a million misborns and plus 10 uh, Godwin points, which is... Uh, that's <laughs> uh, that's what I think about Return of the King. I'm going to give mine negative uh, 10 misborns uh, and uh, 1,000 Danilo dollars. <laughs> This is like, uh, this is like, uh, you ever watch On Cinema at the Cinema with yeah. Tim Heidecker? Where he, they do <laughs> yeah. like the bags of popcorn, and yeah. then he's like, I'll give it bags of popcorn and five sodas or something. <laughs> or like, I'll give it five bags of popcorn and a little treat at the end for when you do the, <laughs> like, it's just, it's totally pointless. I also wanted to, uh, uh, this could be a fun thing to do after we finished books. Yeah. Um, particularly books we've liked. Um, is read some one star reviews of the oh, book on that's Goodreads. Awesome, yeah. So I've I've collected a couple here oh, that amazing. I would like yes, to read please, to you. Please, uh, these aren't Return of the King specifically. The Lord of the Rings as a whole. Is no, that this what is are? for this is for oh, Return oh, of the oh, King. Okay, gotcha. Return of the King specifically. Uh, from well, I won't give the person's name, but uh, <laughs> I was going to well. say. <laughs> I mean, it's public, but uh, one star. You'll enjoy this book if your hobbies include reading the part of the Bible where they list how everyone was <laughs> related and watching paint dry. <laughs> one star. For the love of Kate. I don't know what that means. Okay. <laughs> the reviewer's name is Jeff, so okay. I don't really know. For the oh, love, for the love of, of Kate. <laughs> for the love of Kate. <laughs> I cannot finish this book. I'm just so thankful to finally be done with it and is able to move on to other reads. Why Sam has an undying and undeserved love for Frodo, I don't know and is never explained, which makes their adventure together boring and stale and stereotyped. The author has no development in any of the characters, which is why I can't stress enough how important it is. A lot of authors talk about Lord of the Rings and its quote-unquote greatness, and I'm happy to say that it was nothing of the sort. Why it has gained so much praise, I will never know. For the love of Kate, guy, you don't know (laughs) what you're talking about. For the love of Kate. One star. It should have been Frodo instead of Gollum who fell into the volcano. That's Steven Erickson wrote that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And uh, my favorite review... He wasn't the king to begin with, so how can he return? One star. <laughs> well, he's got a point there. He does have a point there. Unless you mean he was there and he healed those people and then he left and then came back. And that's the return of the king. That is but very yeah, funny. I think it'd be a fun little thing we can do for some of our books. Oh, you know, we should just do the opposite. If we didn't like it, we should do five star. We read five star reviews for the books we didn't yeah, like. I guess it's a good idea. All right, everybody. Um, and we're not going to be fair about it. We're, I'm just picking the funny ones. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. Hey, they just like what you like, a, but I'm allowed to think it's stupid. Yeah. Join the 19 TikTok comments or whatever that also like Mistborn. Who fucking cares? Just shouting into a I was a thinking vacuum. about this today. This doesn't have anything to do with anything. Yeah. Um, people who post about how much they like the book, uh, like on Reddit or something, mm-hmm. and then get mad when a bunch of the comments... Um, 
are saying that they didn't the, the people in the comments are saying they didn't like the book because they're doing the same thing you're doing you're yep. shouting your opinion about the book they're also shouting their opinion about the book then to be mad at them that they're also shouting their opinion about in your book when that's exactly what you're doing des- like designed for it's not like you wrote in your diary you liked a book and then somebody broke in and wrote a bunch of shit <laughs> in your diary you you're putting it on the a forum for people to comment like what'd you expect but mac don't yuck other people's yum Oh my god, no. Don't make your yum public knowledge. Yeah, don't make your... For the love of Kate, don't make your yum public knowledge. <laughs> if I didn't want people to know... I don't tell people what kind of porn I watch. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Exactly. Unless I expect them to say something about it. <laughs> say and something about it. And I do do it. that, please don't find my alternative Reddit account. <laughs> where porn I review porn. 9,000. <laughs> Yeah, there's nine thousand of us. <laughs> yeah, you went. You were trying to get your username, and you typed one. It didn't work. Two didn't work. Three. <laughs> yeah, it took like two weeks, but I finally got the one I wanted. <laughs> but you didn't. You didn't want porn of your nine thousand. Uh, and on that note, all right, um, folks, that's all for us here at Hardcover Hooligans. You can email us at hardcoverhooligans at gmail.com. Also, check out our social medias: TikTok at Hardcover Hooligans, Instagram Hardcover Hooligans, all that good stuff. Uh, leave us a five-star review on your podcast platform of choice. And uh, and if you want to give us a one-star review, you could just give us a five-star review and just write one star in the review. Yeah, there you go. Just do that. Just, <laughs> just do, that. do that. Just please do that. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's all we have here. Uh, stay hard, everybody. Stay hard, folks. <laughs>